You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Hello, ladies. You know what? I love the holidays. I just love it. I am a retail queen. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs> I am a retail queen. I come from um, great retail lineage. My daddy, Don Forrest, uh, was a buyer Ooh. for Crawley's back in Detroit. And uh, it was a very glamorous job. He traveled all over the place finding things um, uh, to carry in that small, uh, it was like a department store in a men's, in, and he handled uh, menswear. And it was so glamorous and so exciting. Um, and then, I, so I grew up in that whole environment. And I grew up on the retail calendar, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh huh. So, of course, I ended up going into retail uh, in, in my early years. And instead of growing on the department store side, I jumped to the vendor side and, uh, I ended up being, a um, uh, an account coordinator and then, a uh, you know, sales manager. And then I ended up being a, reg a regional VP of sales for a company. But the deal is, is that the holidays, especially when you're writing orders started for me in July. Okay. <laughs> and I would, to, to get myself in the mood to write those orders, I'd play Christmas music. I'd make some hot cocoa, you know, I'd um, get the smell of Christmas opened um, just to get in the mood to write those orders. But uh, it, it was just really fun. Now I never got into the whole, Black Friday shopping because I uh, I had to show up and and sell to the Black Friday crazies. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so it it was just I just have such a rich and happy. All my memories around this are so happy, and my most favorite most favorite holiday really is Thanksgiving for a million different reasons. But uh, I I am by nature a completely grateful person. The glass is always half full for me and I am extraordinarily grateful. And I just, I just love Thanksgiving and I love serving. I love hosting. I love having everybody come over and I love planning the menu and I love, you know, decorating the table and getting the special napkins and, and, um, drinking my rum bower while I'm cooking the turkey. <laughs> and <laughs> I, I absolutely adore Thanksgiving. Well, before we're done talking, I'm going to have to hear exactly what your menu is because I'm uh, I'm in the same boat with you where where I am cooking and cook that particular meal every year for my family 
And, you know, we have a very traditional meal and we kind of do the same thing all the time. But, you know, sometimes I change it up. Actually, I'm making one little change this year, which we can talk about. And I, I'm just like you, Judy, and I know Becky is pretty much the same where we are glass half full people. And uh, I really look forward to Thanksgiving, although I'm such a last minute person. I'm uh, I get stressed about getting my turkey and getting it on time and everything, but it always comes together. It does. It does. We I just love the tra I love tradition. You know, you, you mentioned that you guys do the same thing every year and. And actually, I think that's a good thing. I, I really, really do. I think, you know, I, I think about as a family, we have raised our girls and tried to anchor them, right? And to, to, to give them traditions that go back to their ancestors so that they are grounded in, in who they are. Um, we, we talk about what it means to be a Moran and, and I think that the traditions, um, help to anchor them, help to anchor you to your family. And it's funny because all across, I think all across the nation, you know, it's, it doesn't even matter if you're a good cook, your kids love what you make. It doesn't matter, right? It doesn't matter if you're a good cook or not. Your kids count on that cream corn casserole or that, you know, the green bean casserole or whatever it is that they grew up eating and, and they count on it. And, and I don't know if it happens to you, but when I try to change up the Thanksgiving menu, I, I get the wrath of the children. Do yeah, you? I do, I do too. I absolutely do. I, I did ask this year um, if they wanted to change up the potatoes because we do the twice baked potatoes with the cheddar cheese and uh, oh. my grandmother did it. My mother did it. And they said, Oh no, you have to do those. So, okay. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm good with it. Cause I love those. I always make a bunch extra so that I have leftovers, uh, Yum. but Yum. yeah, you? We, we learned a hard lesson with our daughter a couple years ago. It was just the three of us for Thanksgiving. And we said, you know what? we will have so much food left over if we do the whole traditional turkey because truly you can't buy a turkey small enough just for three people. So you would be eating turkey a la king, turkey casserole, turkey sandwiches, turkey soup, turkey, turkey. <laughs> Sounds great to me. I know. At this, at this moment, yes. But I'm like, no, let's try. So I suggested we have a seafood Thanksgiving. Oh, so we did. No, no. We did, <laughs> we did crabs and shrimp, and I don't even remember all of what we had. Thor's the only oyster eater here, um, but it was it was the whole seafood thing, and of course we love it and we ate it. And then later that evening because I have no idea why, but somehow after you gorge yourself on Thanksgiving day around six, seven o'clock at night, you're like, you know what? I could just use another little bite of, mm -mm. Yeah. I'm hungry. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> in this case, there was nothing left. There were no, and yeah. then the next day is when it really hit hard because they <laughs> went to the refrigerator and they were saying no leftovers. There's nothing here. I can't make a turkey sandwich. There's no 
stuffing that I can nibble on. There's no gravy. There's no gravy. There's nothing, you know? So never did it again. So you never did it again. Never, never shall I do that again. Ever, (laughs) ever, ever, ever. Even though I believe that the very first Thanksgiving did include lobster. I'm pretty sure it did. (laughs) That will never be happening here again. No, but tradition, Judy, as you mentioned, I think is huge. And exactly what you said, it, it bonds, you bond with your family because you're together and because of the food. And there's a reason why that awful green bean casserole is always on the table every year. And it is. And it's one of the nastiest things that there is considering the ingredients, but it's there because it, it needs to be, I hate to even say it, but it, and actually our daughter is going to make that. That's her oh, contribution that's this year. So she's great. going to make it and she's going to have a Friendsgiving with her oh, friends. Isn't that so fun? Oh, and she and can start her own tradition. Yep. And she is going to be taking that to her Friendsgiving, that green bean casserole. I love that. My really. daughter-in-law always, always brings that. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is, it's the tradition is, is wonderful. And I, I can't think of too many things we've changed. And it's funny that you mentioned the having to, to eat some a little later, even though you've gorged yourself. Um, my husband always gets up in the middle of the night and gets more turkey. Always. Oh, yeah. In the middle it's, of the night? In the middle of the night. It's awesome. crazy that, that you, you know, are so full. I don't even know how you could eat more turkey, but um, that's, that's the way it is. Me, I could eat the, the twice baked potatoes for breakfast. I'm good with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're so okay. good. So who eats pumpkin pie for breakfast the next day? Yep. Not me. <gasps> you know, I, I, oh, you do. Oh, no, no, no I'm not a pumpkin having... pie fan, to be oh, honest. Oh, so, so I do get a pumpkin pie always. But, but then I have to get something like one of those, um, the crumbly top cherry pies for me. Mm. No, it's pumpkin pie. The next morning, the next morning, that's that's the first thing I eat when I get up. Pumpkin pie. (laughs) Like a big reward. It's your reward. Okay. So do you guys remember, and I don't know if they still do, because I haven't been to a Marie Callender's for quite a while. Uh, they, they would make that, um, the three layer one that, so the pumpkin pie had three layers. It had pumpkin on the bottom and like a pumpkin, like mixed with whipped cream in the middle and then whipped cream on the top. Now that one was really good. That sounds <laughs> yummy. That was really that good. Really, really yummy. Really. But I ha- I we don't have we don't have much around us, you know, where I live as far as without me having to drive a million miles. So we don't have that. But we do have two pie stores in our little town and um you know we can get i certainly get a a pumpkin pie which we will do but um that's not something i home make that's something i go get somewhere that knows how to make it better than i do (laughs) yeah i'm not a baker so so because i'm a gluten-free girl i have to change things up a little bit but i have learned every year i make my own stuffing oh yeah First, let's just establish. What do you? What do you put in it? The word is stuffing, not dressing. We're just going to establish that right now. Okay, <laughs> stuffing. We call so, it nachinka. 
but we'll, we'll get into that later. Okay. <laughs> I have to make, and I mix, I have finally found after years and years of trial and error, I take two different kinds or three different kinds of gluten-free bread. And one of them is cornbread. Mm, mm. And I never used to be about the cornbread stuffing. Well, I thought that was nasty, but I will make the cornbread and I now buy the equivalent of like a, a whole grain gluten-free bread and just a regular gluten-free white bread. And you, after you make the cornbread, along with the other pre-made breads, you cut them up into little squares and then you painstakingly dry them out in the oven, which kind of takes all afternoon. And then you sprinkle with all the same herbs and sage and seasonings and everything. And you flip them over and at 275 and it takes hours later until you have what came out of your package from of stuffing farms. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I finish it or mix it with everything that you would the normal stuffing, the, the liquid and the butter with the celery and the onions. And I put water chestnuts in mine because mm -hmm. it got to have that little crunch. I do not put the turkey organs in there like my grandmother did, which turned me off to stuffing because you take a little bite and be like, I remember as a little girl taking a bite because I loved stuffing. I loved it big old heaping spoon on my plate, take a bite. And I'm like, Whoa, what? I'd look <laughs> at my mom and she'd whisper very politely. She'd be like, grandma puts chicken hearts and liver inside her stuffing. If you don't like it, you can just sort of pick it out and set it on the side. And I was like, John, thank you, grandma. You just ruined Thanksgiving for me completely. I'm traumatized. <laughs> but you can My mother used to make a, a two stuffings, a bread stuffing, and then a um, one that had like mashed potatoes and ground oh, beef and stuff. That, what? Yeah. Um, That's my dad loved that, loved that. But I don't make any stuffing. My family is not huge on the stuffing. So I don't make any stuffing. Good no. heavens. No. Good heavens. I don't, I don't know. I, I kind of feel, you know, maybe I should Try it again this year and see if they'll they'll eat some of it. They'll but give they, it a go. Oh my god! They, with they, this with the stuffing in mind, there is a commercial that <laughs> my daughter and I absolutely love, and we look forward to it every year because they keep putting it back on, and it's for stovetop stuffing. Yeah, yeah. And it's a guy dressed in a pilgrim suit. Oh, I love it. That's and so he's being interviewed. So he's seated in a chair and he's being interviewed, and he said, "Yeah, we you know we were invited over for dinner, so we went over for." for dinner and they had turkey and mashed potatoes and all the fixing and everything. And, and then I asked, they passed something that looked like stuffing. And I asked them, I said, well, so is this stovetop? And they said, no, it's, it's homemade. We, we made our own. And he went, it's not stovetop. It's not stovetop. And then all of a sudden he said, <laughs> let me see if I get this right. He said, I had to fake an attack of scurvy to get out of there. And he's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, all right, well, I'll, try, I'll try the stove top. I, I just feel like, you know, we, I don't know about you guys, but we do a lot of appetizers, which is kind of crazy for the big meal you're going to eat, but they we love the appetizers. And, and by the time that dinner comes, I am full and I literally have to really, 
um, eat a little bit and then really eat my Thanksgiving dinner later because I'm already full yeah. of the appetizers. Yeah. I think that means you're not drinking enough wine. Oh, I'm yeah. Drinking, <laughs> trust me, I'm drinking plenty. <laughs> so, oh, you know, I gotta, with I gotta things, tell you about our stuffing. Okay, tell me about the stuffing, then I'll get back to the, the history. So, our stuffing is Ukrainian stuffing and it's called Nachinka. And um, my grandmother, Granny Rose, Oh no, I don't have enough time to tell you the whole recipe. Well, we'll, we'll come right back and you can tell us again. Hold okay. On. Okay. So I'll tell you about <laughs> Granny Rose. The spirit of American liberty and justice is woven into the soul of America out loud. We are the voice of a nation, the American nation that is. This is Malcolm Out Loud. I invite you back to AmericaOutloud.com, where the fight for liberty and justice continues. America Out Loud Talk Radio. We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Our stuffing is Ukrainian, and my granny, Granny Rose, from the Ukraine could speak English, and she could read it, but she really didn't, couldn't write it. She couldn't write English very well. So none of her recipes were written down anywhere. So my cousin and I would go over there on Saturdays, and we would learn how to make our favorite things. And... Nachinka is the Ukrainian stuffing and it has all of the normal stuff in it. You know, your bread, your, your, um, your bread crumbs, they're not crumbs, but the, you know, the croutettes or whatever croutons. And, um, we did the innards. Now, what was interesting about the innards and I still do them is that I chopped them up so teeny tiny fine that they're so minced. You can't even, you can't even like, 
feel it on your tongue. Okay. So we mince, 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 mince them. We saute them in lots of butter and onion and all the yummy yummies. Okay. Um, and we do the celery and the onions and fresh, you know, all the, the, the Trinity of this, you know, rosemary, sage, and thyme. But the key or the secret, which is very interesting, is that um, so we use eggs in our stuffing and we separate the eggs and we that's so bad. It's a hard to take hard attack on the plate. We mash the egg yolks with room temperature butter and make this like it looks very fatty. OK, <laughs> you can imagine we fold that in. Um, but we also meringue the whites. So they we meringue them so they're the beautiful, white, fluffy, stiff clouds. And at the very, very end, we gently fold in the meringue to the stuffing. And what this does is it causes it to act more like a souffle. And it's so wow. light. It's so, it is like a, a stuffing souffle. Wow. And the interesting thing is when we stuff the bird with it, it actually puffs up in the bird too. So it gets into every, you know, crevice and all the yummies. And it's just spectacular. Gorgeous. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Mouth watering. I can't wait. <laughs> okay. Now I need that recipe. <laughs> I will give you that recipe. I will give you the recipe. Oh and, gosh. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot of, um, are you guys stressed beforehand with all the, no, you're, you're, you're saying no with all all of the, um, the thought of prepping all this because all three of us work, I mean, we work and we do other things and, and, and now you've got to get all these things and get everything ready. I mean, it always comes together. So I, I could do Thanksgiving, like, you know, just like nothing, because I've done it so many times that it's really easy. I know exactly what to do. I don't, I don't really need any recipes. I just do it. But, um, oh gosh, the thought of going to the store and getting all this stuff is stressful to me. It, it, we, is it? We, go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say one year, one year, not that long ago, we actually ran into a situation where I had to go to every one of the big grocery stores around the area because I waited too late to get the turkey and there were no turkeys. Oh, anywhere. that's awful. That it can was be stressful. That can be nope. very, very stressful. But you know what? I, I used to, when I was single, if, if I was hosting a meal, cause I, I did that with friends. Um, and, and I think maybe when I was first married, I really got into the table setting, which I actually used to make centerpieces. And I used to make, I loved making place cards and all of that sort of thing. And I, I had this book, this was before the internet. I had a book with all these beautiful ideas and I just really got into that. So it was a lot and it required days of prep. And now i guess at my age i'm just sort of like you want to throw down a placemat instead of a tablecloth i'm good with that okay we're good let's just get the food on candles no turn up the light we're good i've got dimmers and i'm just like i'm just about now the the 
getting together at the table and eating and I don't do any, I mean, other than I'll throw a tablecloth on, I'm lucky if there are flowers on the table. I just, I, and what I have found, and it's with my own family, really, because I don't, people don't seem to gather that often anymore for big meals like that. But with our family, they're okay with that. They're really okay with it. And it's not so much anymore about how the table looks. It's about talking. And at my house, I'm not sure if this stems from me not being organized, but it's really over the years kind of worked out that when people come to our home for dinner, I include them in the prep. So when when they walk in the door and they say, anything I can do to help? I'll say, absolutely. Let me put this apron on you. Can you cut up the cantaloupe? Because I'm, I'm elbow deep into whatever else I'm making. And how about you mix the drinks and can you put all the salsa out and this, this, something like that. And that's what people really, it gives them something to do. They're not standing around awkwardly. And I'm not the only person in the kitchen trying to get everything around. It turns out to be a social activity and a bonding activity with friends. And it's always worked out. So at Thanksgiving, now that our group is so much smaller And again, this year, it's probably just my parents and the three of us, which is okay. Um, I'll probably have, well, Thor kind of likes to do the gravy. So my dad will cut the turkey. At 88, he can still carve a turkey. He likes to do that. I love that. You know, I, speaking of family, it's interesting because um, some people get nervous, right? The whole family's going to get together and this one is difficult. And that one, you know what I'm saying is whatever, mm-hmm. this one doesn't agree with that one or whatever, but you know, I, I just, I remember, so my parents divorced when I was, uh, a kid and then, um, when I was about 12, my mom, like left, left me for 10 years. Okay. 10 or 12 years. She was out of the picture. Okay. Um, and when she came back, the animosity was there obviously between my parents. So, um, what I did was I said, okay, you know, we, nobody likes to do two Thanksgivings in the same day. Right. And that comes up when, Obviously, you know, you get married and and then you're like, well, where do we go for Thanksgiving? Do we go to his house or to our house and blah, 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 and all of that. And what, and I, I, I watched friends too eat two and three Thanksgiving dinners in one day. And I think that's insanity to me. I don't know how they do that, but God, my husband I, would love that. I know, right? <laughs> but, but you know, to, it whatever works. But for my mom, um, what we said, what what I said was, why don't we the day after Thanksgiving, why don't we go to Frankenmuth, because um, which is in Michigan, uh, and and it, it's like Christmas Town, and it was so fun. Um, so, and they have a place there called Zenders and they're famous for their chicken dinners, you know, and they have all the fixings. Yes, I know. Yeah. And so we started 
to have that tradition. Okay. And my mom, she was so happy. And then we were so happy because it kicks off the whole holiday season. Right. And um, what's interesting, even after she passed away, we still kept that tradition up, uh-huh. you know, and, uh, and we would go to Bronner's every year and pick out one new Christmas ornament for the tree. And, um, just and for those listening, Bronner's is the world's largest Christmas store. It is. There's nothing like it. I have not seen, you know, I'm looking for Christmas stores out here in Arizona and there's, there's nothing, there's nothing, but, um, so it's all, everybody's traditions are different, but they're hopefully they're, they're rooted in love and gratefulness, you know? Um, and now, like you said, Becky, Gabby is hosting a friend's giving at, at her house and That's- she's so excited about you know, she's FaceTiming me and she made an arrangement and she got special napkins. Right. And, and I just think that's so wonderful. It I, is I the recipe it. for Nachinka. Yep. She, she <laughs> has the recipe for not actually it's our, our mashed potatoes that are over the top. So she, she, she makes the mashed potatoes. So you're ready for this folks. Oh boy. So we do roasted garlic in the oven. All right, wrap it up, a whole head of garlic. We boil the gold Yukon gold potatoes in chicken broth. So you have another layer of rich, fatty salt there. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And then real butter. And then we add sour cream and cream cheese. And cream cheese. Oh my and land salt and pepper and then oh. the roasted garlic and it is to die for. It's sure. like to I'm die sure for. it is. It <laughs> is. <laughs> we only have it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> but God, um, be good. my cousin Sharon shared that recipe with me. And and I just say they like now I I eat regular mashed potatoes and it's a big load. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. <laughs> You wanted to say, excuse me, did you just boil these in water? What is that? What the heck, right? Yeah, I'm with you. I I add the cream cheese and the butter too. Um, You know, so I have a question for each of you. What was your very best Thanksgiving? I think for me, it was when I was probably in my teens um, and family, when we had big family. We would have, I don't even know, we would have at, my parents would add tables on to the end of their extended dining room table. And it was all the people that were there. And we would every year have a little book and have people write in it what they were thankful for. And it's just people. And the, you know, the lions are playing on, on, in the background because they always do. Yeah. Detroit lions. Um, yeah. But people brought food and people filled my parents house and I'd say people family family filled you know even creepy uncle whoever shows up and it was everybody has a creepy uncle don't they yes everybody (laughs) it was the time where you got to see some family that you saw infrequently and catch up with them you got to see your cousins and you may not have seen them very often and that 
in combination with the foods that you expect and remember and the foods sometimes just do something to because they're that savory and they're that memorable. That's an incredible combination. Yeah. It really is. How about you, Judy? Well, I think that my, I mean, my favorite uh, Thanksgivings were always when I was a kid and, you know, we went to granny's house, either granny Catherine or granny Rose, both of them were spectacular cooks and dinner was always downstairs in the basement because there was so many people and they always set up this big, long table down in the basement. And I just remember both of them, you know, running around that my grannies with their, they used to have those, um, it wasn't an apron. It was like a smock. I yeah, don't know. Your mom, grandma's. Yep. Um, and everybody's saying, sit down, Rose, sit down. And she'd be like, in a minute, in a minute, you know, and, um, but I'm playing, you know, playing with the cousins and, oh, just the richness of it. Now, um, one of my, <laughs> we have a family memory in our, our immediate family with Brian and I, and it's tradition. We, the first Thanksgiving that Brian and I hosted, uh, I had read somewhere that a really to have a super moist turkey, the breast, you should start the turkey on its breast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I then that. and then flip it. Yeah. So we call it flipping the bird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now this is this is the first time that we've done this. We've cooked Thanksgiving together and and you know, we were, we made the nachinka and it takes a very long time to make nachinka, all the hand chopping, all the, you know, the, the meringuing and the, you know, all of that. It's a huge labor of love. And then you stuff the bird. So everybody comes over and, and we're, it's time to flip the bird. And Brian and I go into the kitchen and, <laughs> and, and we pull out the bird and we look at each other and, and uh, we're trying to figure out which way is best to flip the bird. And I think wing over wing, I say we should gently do wing over wing. It's less volatile, right? And the stuffing will stay in there. And Brian's like, no, end over end. And I'm, oh, I'm no. this is no. <laughs> No, honey. And um, I hadn't really, I was still pretty young, hadn't found my voice yet. I I hadn't really, you know, <laughs> I was the 25-year-old the Judy, not the 58-year-old Judy. So it was quite shocking when <laughs> Brian, so I'll tell So I'm saying wing over wing, he's going end over end. And he just did it. He just grabbed it and flipped that bird and all the stuffing went flying, flying out of the bird. Oh. You know, it was, it was all, all over all my labor of love, you know? <laughs> and I'm like, and he says, I knew I was in trouble when you weren't speaking a word. <laughs> He's like, we were just standing there looking, looking oh. at, all the mess. Right. And I went, finally, I caught my breath and I'm like, you, you, you ruined it. You <laughs> ruined it. <laughs> I didn't swear ever. And, all, and he was so shocked. He was standing there looking at me and you can just hear tink, 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 the ice in the glasses out. Tink, tink. 
everything all right down there? You know? <laughs> oh my gosh. So now we, um, the whole family gathers around when we flip the bird. Oh no. It's we do going it wing on. over wing. We do a wing over wing. <laughs> now. That's hilarious. You still do it. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. Yep. That was I, what... I, when I, when I had, um, when I was in the police department, I had a, uh, situation that I had never experienced where my family, they all abandoned us, um, for Thanksgiving and they went on a trip and oh. I was like, what? Oh. We're, there's no Thanksgiving. So one of the, uh, guys that I worked with his, his wife and he invited me and uh, another guy that who was a single guy who really had no family around uh, over for Thanksgiving. And I got to tell you, that was one of the warmest, Aww. nicest Thanksgivings. They, they didn't even make turkey. They made prime rib. Wow. But it was really, really nice. And I, I felt like I was in a place where I was with friends and you know, it, it kind of taught me something that Thanksgiving is not just about family. And now, I mean, this, this year I'm having a, a number of friends join my family and, um, for one, one reason or another, you know, that they're, they're pretty much maybe alone out here in my area, their families live far away from them. So, so they have become our surrogate families and, mm -hmm. and so that's what we're doing. And I really love that because to me, it's, it's a more the merrier situation. And I, I love having them. And there have been a number of years where Ron and I have abandoned our children and we have gone to Hawaii or something for Thanksgiving. <laughs> and, um, and they, they, they kind of make do with one another. So our adult kids will have Thanksgiving together. And you know, it's just a good experience. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Trouble getting to sleep and staying asleep is infuriating. Your mind races, you toss and turn, and the harder you try, the harder it is to drift off. And today's fast-paced digital age makes it tougher. You're not alone. Poor sleep affects over 70% of us. The CDC even labeled insufficient sleep a public health epidemic. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created REM sleep to help you quickly fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deep, and wake refreshed. Unlike other supplements that don't work, REM sleep is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients, supporting all four stages of sleep using calming herbs, amino acids, and sleep hormone support. Over a thousand reviews with an average star rating of over 4.4 proves it works. Take back your sleep. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait. We wash our nose? Yes. The number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, 
X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. Well, the holiday ladies of liberty are back, and we're talking about Thanksgiving. And I, I do want to talk a little bit about Christmas, but first let me just quickly introduce uh, our ladies. We have Judy Moran, the Director of uh, Client Relations at the 12-Week Year with us, and Gourmet Cook, uh, and... I always call her the female Rod Stewart of the group. <laughs> and we have Becky Cole Minan, a absolutely wonderful voiceover artist whose voice you can hear right here on America Out Loud um, in our beginning and ending of this very show. And I am Linda Martinelli. I'm a business owner. And by the way, I hail from Texas and Becky is from Michigan and Judy is in Arizona. So we're all over the map. We've got all kinds of different weather going on and, uh, you know, kind of sharing some ideas on Thanksgiving and holiday traditions and what we love about Thanksgiving. And we all love Thanksgiving. It's just, it's a wonderful holiday. Um, it's not as stressful for me as Christmas is, although Christmas is also fun, but I'm a little more stressed with the getting out and having to buy, buy, buy and figure out what people would like. And I take that so seriously that it's become stressful for me because I want to get people something that they really would enjoy. And so you really have to think about that and put some time into it and put some effort into it. But the dinner thing for Christmas is very similar in, in our house. We used to do the Thanksgiving dinner for Christmas also because people love it so much, but I have grown away from that because I make a dynamite prime rib and my family loves it. And that's what we do on Christmas. And, you know, if we need an extra something, if we have a really big group, then we'll, we will add a ham to either meal. And, uh, it just works out really, really well. But I love my prime rib dinners. So that's going to be for Christmas. And that's what my folks have done is prime rib. Um, you, we did the same thing, Linda, years and years and years. Had turkey at Thanksgiving. And then four weeks later, you have turkey at Christmas. And it was, we just got tired of it. So the prime rib came to be. And I think that's a great alternative Um and our Christmas, Christmases, I should say, have become much more stress-free because they've actually gotten, we're to the point now in life where our Christmases have gotten much smaller and quieter because the family has grown and the nieces and nephews are married with having babies of their own and the schedule for trying to get everybody together at the, the grandparents' house just doesn't work anymore. So we don't, unfortunately, we don't at the Christmas time. So it comes down to my parents come over Christmas morning. And that's kind of the extent of, and my, my husband's family is not around and his parents are gone. And so they don't get together. And so it's a very 
small thing, which, which just means that any, any little gifts that I do get, and they're very few, I'm using wrapping paper that I've had for 20 years. Oh my. It, oh, <laughs> seriously. So oh, I'm sure it still works just fine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I don't, I don't have to go out there and buy a lot of gifts or wrappings or anything else. And it's, at first it really bothered me because I love wrapping paper and I love making packages look beautiful and everything. But now similar to my dining table, it's more all about the actual gift. And I want that to be more meaningful than actually how it looks. Yeah. So I've even gone to using the Christmas bags, you know, with the useless yeah. tissue paper in the top. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's become very simple, very easy and again, the important thing is being together and really celebrating what Christmas is all about and appreciating that more than the wrapping paper that's going to get wadded up and thrown in the trash bag as we go along. Yeah, we have grandkids for the, the first time that are going to be together here uh, this year. So and so, so I, I, did, I did buy the toys and the, the things like that. But you know, for, for for our kids, what we've always done, and we've talked about this before, is I, I don't give them present presents. I might find something little to, to give them. Um, you know, if I if I know they need something small, I will I will get it, or I'll get them maybe bath bombs for the girls or something like that. But I give them travel. And Ron and I have always chosen to give the kids travel so that they can experience the world and create memories, which I think are ever so much more important than bath bombs that are going to be used once and gone. So okay. that, that is our gift. Uh, I still haven't figured out exactly how I'm going to do that. Uh, our, our son, our son is uh, actually at Thanksgiving time is using his gift from last year and spending a week in Hawaii um, so, so that's, that's, was his gift last year. So I haven't figured out this year what I'm going to do for everybody, but I'll figure it out the last minute as I always do. And being as each, each child of ours, um, has, you know, uh, they have job requirements and they have family requirements. So figuring out what they like to do and, you know, where what they can do with their families and jobs is is always interesting but but it, it definitely does work you know somebody might like golf and the other people don't like that they might like beaches so we figure out a thing that they can do and give them a memory you know i got a question for you guys um what is the favorite gift you ever gave for christmas do you remember something so that you were so excited to give. You think about it. So I have. I'll. I'll. I'll lead. Okay. So we were given first. It. 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 it it's funny because the um, Brian's parents waited for five years. His parents and his aunties. Five years after all the kids got married, to see who would appreciate Grandma's china. Okay. And um, Brian and I were chosen and they gave us grandma's China as a Christmas gift, which was amazing, wow. amazing. Um, with the China came these two exquisite hand-painted urns. Um, 
They had gold leaf on them. They were beautiful, just beautiful. So in other words, we were given them, but we were kind of bequeathed them all right, mm-hmm. because they wanted to make sure who would take care of them, right? So we have them and life is good. And I use all my China. Life is wonderful. And I always had the urns on the mantle. And I decorated the mantle for Christmas this one year with garland. And then I left right away to go up to the grocery store. And I came back. Brian answered the door and he answered it. And he's like, there's been a tragedy. And I'm like, what? I'm thinking who died? And he said, the urns, the garland, the garland pulled down the urns and the urns smashed on the hearth. Okay. He was almost in tears and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just can't believe it. And, and I, you know, so I'm, I'm crying and I'm picking up all the pieces and I'm, I'm putting them in a box and he's like, why are you doing that? Why? And I'm like, I'm saving the pieces. Well, you're not going to be able to glue it back together. You know, it was just this horrible thing. And I had them in this box and I put them up in the attic when I put Christmas away. It sat up there for three years. And three years later, I'm going in an antiques mall and I find this woman and she restores broken china. Yeah. Took them to her. She completely put them all back together. And mind you, two broken urns were in the same box. Okay. Oh, so she pieced them back together. She repainted where, you know, uh, where it was missing or whatever, refired them in a kiln. Oh my they word. Look fantastic. I wrapped them up and I gave them to Brian for Christmas. Oh, he just started crying. He's like, I can't believe this. I can't believe, I can't believe that I have them back, you know? So that was my favorite gift to receive and to give. Oh, that's very sweet. I don't recall a gift that I've given that would elicit such a marvelous response, but I quickly can recall a gift I received. It's very simple, but after Thor and I, well, about four years after Thor and I were married, uh, we wanted to have start a family and I had a miscarriage and I had the miscarriage, I think in November and in my stocking were some gorgeous diamond earrings Wow! and completely unexpected and beautiful. And I remember opening them and he just gave me one of those looks like, I know it can't, you know, replace, it can't change, but it was just his way of saying, this is me knowing what you've been through and how difficult this time has been. And that was, that was the most, probably the most expensive, but also the most meaningful gift that he has given. And from him, that was a pretty big deal. (laughs) And I still have those beautiful earrings. They're wonderful. them forever. So wonderful. Oh boy. I don't have anything that compares with that. I, I, I do love giving the travel gifts. 
and um, you know, just simple things that yeah. that I've, I've given. I I I will say that probably uh, the most meaningful gift that I remember giving, actually, I gave when I was a child, and th- that was um, I saved up my money and I bought my mother these two little salt and pepper shakers and they were um a, a roosters i guess there maybe a chicken and a rooster or two roosters i don't remember but but i remember that i saw them in the store i thought my mother would like them and i was just a little kid yeah. and so i i packaged them up and i um uh, gave them to my mom and she was so surprised because you know it's, yeah. she had no idea and when she opened them, they were broken. Oh, and no. it and my mom just was devastated for me because I was devastated. Oh. But but I I she, I never forgot her reaction. She was so so grateful. It was as though I had given her a million dollars. You know, she just was so. Touched. taken aback and touched yes that i had that i had you know saved my little um i didn't really get allowance but i i would would get to work and do chores for mm-hmm. for money and, and thought to buy her that and she did you know uh glue them all back together so and nice. it just was really something that i've always remembered i mean i remember other things you know like when i bought my husband a big barbecue system. He loves that. Um, he, he just loved it so much. And it was such a big surprise to him, but nothing as touching, I think as that moment with my mom. Yeah. Incredible. So wonderful. So, so wonderful. I, uh, I, this year it's interesting because I think we're going to, um, change things up and go to Vienna because Gabby had uh, called me up and said that Justin can't, you know, doesn't have leave, can't come home for Christmas. He's over and over there and hungry. And she said, so mom, he does get leave though. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go there for Christmas. And it was the first, you know, the first year that I wouldn't have my baby. Right. And so I went to Brian and I'm like, well, Vienna is only two hours from Budapest. How about the whole family goes to Vienna for Christmas? (laughs) And he said, okay, let's do it, but we can't buy any presents whatsoever. So it's the first year that I'm not actually purchasing Christmas. Oh, that's great. But that's such a better gift. And it's something that that will create memories that will last a, last a lifetime. And Vienna, yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've been there. Is such a be- you haven't been there? It's oh, such a beautiful, been. beautiful place to go. Um, you, you just, oh my gosh, you've got to tour Vienna. It's it's absolutely gorgeous. The the museums, the um, the the opera, the dancing, the yeah. it's just a beautiful, beautiful city. I- Wait, I yeah. can't. I'm so stinking excited. I can't believe that we're going to do it, but we are. And um, I heard that it's like the number one or number two 
city for Christmas in the world. Oh, I have no doubt. I, th- I hope you're staying for a little bit there for, you know, three days or four days or 10 days. We're staying for 10 days. Oh, well, there you go. And and you can go to other places because Budapest is also a wonderful place to, mm-hmm. to go. But, but Vienna is, is a magical, magical city. And I, I, um, have been there a few times and I, I just think it's one of the most beautiful places. And, and I understand they have wonderful Christmas markets. Mm-hmm. That's what I've heard. I yeah. can't wait. So I'm very excited. Yep. Well, we from Ladies of Liberty, um, from Judy, Becky, and I, and all the Ladies of Liberty, wish everybody a very happy Thanksgiving and a very, very Merry Christmas. And we will be back to talk about, you know, more things that like we usually talk about current affairs, things that affect women. And, uh, of course, a little bit of politics thrown in there as well. But we wanted to take this time to wish everybody the happiest of holidays. And Judy? Yep. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Yep. Yep. We'll be ready for 20. Oh, gosh, it's coming up fast, isn't it? Ready for 2023. (laughs) And, you know, just just, uh, see what happens in the world and whatever happens. We'll be talking about it on Ladies of Liberty. We sure will. Well, ladies, that's a wrap. One more step for womankind. 